Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Let's Talk, and I'm Amina Bell. So today I want to talk about three completely different things. Driving service etiquette, sleep patterns, and banana peels. You'll find out more later. So let's jump right into driving service etiquette. Is there even a such thing? Because I've written in these um, driving service Ubers list, and I've had different experiences every time some very pleasant and then some like rather uncomfortable and it had me thinking is there guidelines are there guidelines for how to conduct ourselves when we are either passengers or drivers of these driving services what I actually found out when I did some research about it is that Driving service is such a broad term that I had to include limo and town car services as well because there's not just Uber and Lyft out there available as driving services. And um, I got some tips for those who find themselves riding limos. It's prime season, so you know, folks may well need these tips. Here's one of them. Know how many guests you're going to have. I know that sounds simple, but when we get limos or when we rent these cars, sometimes we can have grand ideas for how our night is supposed to go. And that may include the number of folks. So what I'm going to say is if you invite Keisha, Nisha, and Nellie, then tell Keisha, Nisha, and Nellie that they either have an allotted amount of folks they can invite or that it's only them. When we don't make this clear either with our guest party or with the limousine company, it can cause a lot of confusion and you have 50 people ready to get into a 20 car limo, excuse me, a 20 uh, person limo. And then there is, you know, 30 people looking crazy outside. So you want to know how many guests you'll have and kind of have that allotted long before you decide to go out. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you don't want to waste any money because you may invite more people that then actually show up. But then you don't want to have to find another way to accommodate these people who might show up. So that's one thing I thought was pretty important. Another one is how to get in the limo. What? How to get in? You don't know how? Okay, I'll tell you. Sometimes I have, like, I get tripped up. I get little, like, anxieties about things that really shouldn't, you shouldn't have an anxiety about. But I might be that person when it's time to get in the limo, I'm like, okay, you know, this is pressure. Do I let the man open the door? Do I do it myself? Do I like dive slide in? Cause you know, it's long seats sometimes, most times in a limo. Do I dive slide? What do I do? Well, I read that you are supposed to let the limousine driver actually do their job and open the door for you. You take the first seat that you see available and you kind of back yourself into the limo tucking your legs in the car as you go and then scooting to accommodate any other guests that might be coming in behind you or anything of that nature and I think that just makes it look a little bit better too if you if you're somebody who cares about how things look if you want to go out on this grand night and you want to you know come off as living the life of luxury I didn't say it right I don't think (laughs) living the life of luxury either way (laughs) you want to um at least know how to get in a limo you know so that's one thing I thought was pretty interesting and I'm happy that they gave tips on it because now it's not even something you have to think about you just kind of remember the tip I gave you and now speaking of tip they say it's really important to tip 
when um, driving in limo or town car. These tips are specifically for limo and town cars right now. You can apply them to your Uber and Lyft, but these are ones that I read just about those. And you want to tip 15% of the rental fee if it's a regular um, regular outing or if there is a grand occasion, maybe a prom, a wedding, red carpet event, whatever. You want to tip 20% of that initial rental fee especially if the guests are in quote unquote party mode and i'm guessing that's because it's going to make the driver uh, have to work a little bit harder to accommodate the safety first off of party goers because you know it's loud it's rowdy and you want to can you know you want to keep that focus as a driver so you should probably tip them a little bit more just for you know their hard work and it's a classy thing to do. It's, it's really pretty frowned upon if you don't leave a tip in the limo service. Now, everyone is different and people have different beliefs on tips. But if you are a tipper, you could use those 15% uh, to 20% guidelines to help you out. So that's just the limo service. We have Uber and Lyft, which is um, relatively new in the last couple of years, where... I'm sure you guys know we have our next door neighbor driving us to work. No, I'm kidding. But it could be. You never know. And I've taken Uber. I've taken Lyft uh, plenty of times. Before I give you even tips that I read about, I just want to say, can we be polite? Just can we be polite as riders, as drivers? um, Usually you're greeted, you know, hi, how are you when you get in the car? But sometimes you're not. I've had, you know, instances where I've gotten a car and it was like dead silence. And I'm like, is this even my Uber? Like, did I get in a stranger's car? And I don't know. Luckily, I did know because I looked at the car on the app. But had I not done my research, I wouldn't have known because the man didn't say anything to me. And I was like scared after that because I, I felt that he wasn't very socially... um he wasn't socially like ready to be someone's driver. Was he going to drive me off a cliff? Is that why he didn't say anything? Because he didn't want me to hear his voice before he killed me? I don't know. But I'm getting a little too deep. I'm going to go back to um, some tips that I read. One of them is contacting the driver. Now, I know personally, I might do this unnecessarily. Sometimes, I don't want to get into it. I'm going to tell you the tip and then I'll give you my story. So, you don't want to contact the driver unnecessarily because the biggest thing is that it's pretty dangerous. And in the Philadelphia area, it is illegal to be on your phone while you're driving. And so you don't want to cause any sort of uh, legal discrepancies or accidents before you even get in the car. If you can, if you can um, get all the information you need prior to getting in contact with the driver. But I'll tell you guys why I do it. So, you got you know there's the Shared Ride Express on Uber um, where you can go and meet the driver and the company passengers. So, I call sometimes because I like to let them know, like, look, I'm coming. When you request an Uber or Lyft, it's never a guarantee on how long it'll actually take. So sometimes when I request it, it's like one minute away, but I have a two or three minute walk to go and meet my ride. So I call and I say, hey, you know, don't leave me. I'm coming. And yes, I realize that may be a little unnecessary because either they're going to leave me or they're not. 
but I still do it just as a safety, like comfort mechanism. So I'm going to work on that because I realized that's bad driving service etiquette and I'm tripping. <laughs> All right. So this is another one. Um, it was kind of similar to the limo service, the entering and seating of your Uber. Now it's not so grand as a limo, so you won't probably won't have to slide to accommodate anyone but if it's possible if you're in the car or if you're getting into a car of someone's you want to sit in the back seat on the passenger side to create that diagonal from the driver and open up the communication portal it's kind of hard to talk to someone that's directly behind you you can't see them and so you know, you could use the rear view mirror, but it's it's just a little more awkward. And to make things flow easily in the ride, it's better to sit on the um, passenger side of the back seat for drivers. It just makes things easier. Um, now, these tips are for joint rides and personal rides alike. So you can apply them. Usually with the joint rides, I find that the seating is kind of just one come one come all because at this point you could have two other people in the car so you got to just kind of get in where you fit in but if you do have a personal ride then you probably want to try to follow that guideline just to make the communication a little bit easier for you and then this one is the last one that I'm going to tell you guys about but it's probably one of the most important and I still struggle with it be timely Oh my gosh, that's really important. Like I said, you don't know how long you're going to have to wait. So when you do call, it's kind of your responsibility as the rider to like be ready when they get there. Because after all, you did request this ride. It's not like the person say, hey, I'm coming to pick you up in five minutes, whether you're ready or not. No, you request it, so you should be ready. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie. I am not ready when they get there. That's probably another reason why I find myself having to call, right? I have some work to do, folks. I have some real work to do. <laughs> but I call sometimes because it's so sporadic with the timing, I might call anticipating, you know, about a five-minute wait period. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to grab my lunch out the refrigerator. I'm going to do this or do that, put my coat on. And then I'm sadly mistaken, like, it's a one minute away kind of deal and I still have a couple minutes worth of things to do. So that's where the timeliness comes in. And I don't ever want to be that person that's like holding up Keisha because she's in a joint ride with me and we have to go. She has to go to work. I don't want to be that girl. And neither do you guys. You don't want to be that person that's holding everyone up. Or think about it this way. Think about it karmically, right? You don't want to be the person getting held up. That's why these timely things and time spacing and time management they're really super important uh, especially if you're doing a joint ride with anyone because it's not only your time and the driver's time it's someone else's time that's on the line as well so it's pretty beneficial to just be on time I'm tired of saying time so let's stop <laughs> what I'm gonna do now though I'm actually gonna welcome somebody onto the show and she's going to talk about her experience as a writer and then give a couple of tips of her own that she may feel are beneficial. So without further delay, I'm going to welcome Milan onto the show. Thank you so much for um, coming and talking on here, Milan. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Amina, for inviting me. Um, I wanted to talk about specifically patience with Uber drivers. I've only 
driven with Uber, so I can't really speak on everything else. Um, I've been in a ride where my Uber driver wasn't as patient as he possibly could be. Um, it was multiple experiences with this. One was when I was in the car in a joint ride, and we were waiting for someone, actually. And the lady was saying, like Aaliyah said, about t- about time. We were talking about... Um, you should you should know when your Uber is coming and you should know like you should be getting ready because like you said you ordered it they didn't order it for you and so my Uber driver unfortunately just drove off once he called because he knew well she said that she was coming in about five minutes and so he said it's okay just order another one and drove off oh my and I personally don't like that because when I see my Uber driver right outside and I walk outside and they drive away, I am furious because I have appointments to go to. Um, also, I wanted to talk about communication. Um, sometimes I personally do not like talking in cars. Um, I think a huge sign of someone not wanting to talk is having their earphones in. That's a good one. So when someone does have their earphones in, I think it's very important for you to... like. Amina said, still say hello because that is proper to do and say hello back. But I feel like sometimes someone has to understand, like, you know, I don't feel like talking. I've been in, actually, I've been in one lift and we had a really great conversation, but I felt as though it got too personal and it was just like, what happened? You had to tell us. Um, the woman was talking about how she just got engaged. She had a she had a child, you know, she was crammed up in the room with her, her mom-in-law and her uh, husband, and it just was just kind of awkward, you know, I really yeah. didn't know how to reply. It was, um, you know, I still try to figure it out how to reply, but it was, <laughs> it was if, it, if it was up to me, I would not have, you know, said yes to the conversation. Okay. Um, like, also just talk, you know, sometimes you don't have to go overboard and just saying everything, you know. You can just say, hey, how are you? You know, that's good, and just keep on going. But I think complete silence throughout the whole ride can also be awkward, especially if um, you give off a certain demeanor, like, you know, not talking when one's entering, you know, just kind of giving off a bad attitude, not answering questions. Um also, I wanted to talk about safety, like Amina talked about with the phones. I've actually, I was not in an Uber when I realized this, but I was in the car and I realized that it actually is illegal to be on your phone, but a lot of Uber drivers walk, work off of their phones, mm-hmm. so it's very hard to use your GPS and still not be on your phone calling people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that that is kind of hazardous, you know, because you don't know where you're going at all because you're traveling all around the city, some parts you're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So it is often hard, but I just feel like we have to get that together because I personally don't want anyone on their phone texting, driving, you know, being angry with other, with traffic and things and then still having, yeah. Have you had that? Um, I... I feel like I have, but I don't think it was to the point where it was like, I should mention it, you know, it was okay. just small, like beeping here and there, okay. but you know, it wasn't to the point where I was like, I'm never going to take Uber okay. or Lyft, so anything it didn't else. Scare you all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's another thing, but I'm not very sure. Just also, yeah, sharing, um, sharing the ride. I feel like, you know, I always say hello to other people, you know, tell them, have a nice night and stuff. And I feel like 
it is something that you should also say back because, you know, you're sharing your personal space with this person, you know, speak to them, not just like, you know, and you can always have your stuff kept to you, but not to the point where you feel as though you scare the other person off or you show that you don't trust them, you know, because you should kind of trust them. You're sharing the car with them. Um, so just kind of show that you respect them. I was in the car going to Germantown and, and it was a couple and they just, I just, they gave off the vibe that they really didn't trust me. They didn't say hello. They didn't say have a nice day back, you know? So mm. it's just small things that can go a really long way with any yeah. driving services. I agree. And that you touched on some really good points. Thank you for your commentary. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, it feels good to get someone's opinion who is a frequent writer of these um, services. You said you only did Uber. But and you you brought up some really good points. The body language is important, guys. Um, you may not even be aware of how you're coming off, but other people can pick up on your body language. They can pick up on your energy, and you're sending a message, whether you mean to or not. So just just kind of be mindful of the message, whether you are a writer of one of these services or a driver, because um, we all want to feel comfortable in each other's presence and. It may not always be possible, you know, everything won't always be peachy, but if we can kind of make some conscious decisions and make some conscious efforts to aid in that, why not? So that's my little spiel um, on driving service etiquette. I hope to help you guys out a little bit. And once again, thank you so much, Milan. We loved it. We appreciated that. And now I'm going to take this car and I'm staring it somewhere else. We're going a different place. All right. So we're going to Sleepy Town. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but my next t- topic or question is how much sleep do we really need? And this got me to wonder because I really like to sit on YouTube and watch videos about random facts you guys might not know and watch cake decorating videos and in my um i want to say like youtube travels because it's totally a universe you can travel on it (laughs) uh i saw something about how much sleep we actually need and it made me want to dig a little bit deeper into it so because there are different sleep guidelines for every age group I'm going to take the time now and let you guys know I won't be covering every last age group. I'm only going to be focusing on um, the teen age group, which is 14 to 17, it says in my readings. And then the younger adults slash, um, it just says adult, so that's the 18 to 64 year range. Excuse me for that. And I'm just going to focus on those two because... I think that our listeners could appreciate those age groups. Um, And if you're older, I apologize if you're over 64. I love you, and I'm not trying to exclude your sleep process. So let's uh, get into it for teens, (laughs) uh, 14 to 17. It says you want to get about 8 to 10 hours of sleep, and then the younger adults, the 18, um, and then the adults, the 18 to 64, you want to get 7 to 9 hours of sleep. Now, before I even go on, I realize that these are generic and general guidelines for people. So if you don't find yourself within these ranges, you're not an alien, and more than likely, You'll be okay, but I just wanted to give some sort of guidelines so we could have um, a basis to talk about. And then I know there's some people 
who don't get very much sleep at all and are able to function at a very high level. So this is for basically the average person who gets, you know, about that amount of sleep. Um, Not someone who sleeps like 30 minutes every day and not someone who sleeps like 16 hours. All right, I'm droning on. Let's move on. Let's talk about what happens when you don't get enough sleep. A couple of things can happen. Um, You have a lower sex drive. And I guess that's because your body just doesn't feel like it has the energy um, and the hormones are not being released at the same rate that they might usually be released to increase that sex drive because you're sleepy, you're tired, you're not getting enough sleep. And let's um, talk about what enough sleep or not enough sleep is classified as. In my research, not enough sleep is classified as less than five hours of sleep a day. So if you're getting less than five and you're having some issues, it may be because you're not sleeping enough. So one of them I said was the low sex drive. Another one is the depleted immune system, and that makes a lot of sense. Your body is your machine. If you don't rest your machine, it can't rejuvenate. And so your machine is like faulty and easily broken up, which would be infection and disease. You get it. Also, impaired mental ability. You can't think straight. You're tired. You're foggy. You might be grouchy, um, but your mind is a fog. That's how I feel, at least. When I don't get enough sleep, my whole family can tell because I am not the same Amina. I'm just not. And um, I feel like I'm underwater, too. I don't know what that is. Sometimes I had a stint where I stayed up for 29 hours straight. And I felt like I was drunk. I really felt like I was drunk. That's that mental ability being impaired. Like you're drunk. So it makes all the sense in the world. And then what I thought was interesting was weight gain. If you don't get enough sleep, your body is not able to, you know, deal accordingly with the nutrients and other things you're putting into it. It's not able to dole those out to the needed areas of your body and you may get some excess weight gain that you might not have had if you got the proper amount of sleep and rejuvenated your body one thing that stuck with me as a young lady is you're going to start looking bad now this is superficial but hey when they say you need your beauty rest they're not lying because the elasticity in your skin is greatly um, benefited by rest and letting those skin cells rejuvenate if you don't allow that to happen you can see an increased amount of lines wrinkles um, that glow that people talk about can be diminished simply because you're not rejuvenating yourself and those are just a couple things that can happen from not getting enough sleep or getting less than five hours of sleep a day But now I want to talk a little bit about getting too much sleep. And I'm going to tell you, this may well be a problem of mine. I'm going to tell you what happens, and then I'll give you a little bit of insight on what happens to me. All right. So, too much sleep is said to be more than nine hours. Wait a minute. There's a red flag here. The team... 17, 14 to 17. I don't know why I'm so dead set on saying that backwards, but all right. You need 8 to 10 hours. But it says here that more than 9 hours is too much sleep, folks. You do the math. I'm just saying. All right. Let's talk. So 
when you get too much sleep, which is more than nine hours, you're at risk for heart disease. Um, you're increased 34% when you are sleeping too much and we can get into detail about that. Um, I'll give you the, the source of where I got my information if you want to hear more about that. I won't go too far into it. What I did notice is that weight gain is on here as well. That was also for not enough sleep. See, this sleep thing is very tricky and that is a delicate balance. If you are doing too much, you'll gain weight. If you're not doing enough, you'll still gain weight. So you really have to be mindful, folks. Sometimes if you find you can't lose that extra 10 pounds before the summer, you want to get right. It may not even be your exercise habits. It may not even be your diet. It may be your sleep. You need to look at that. Another one is the fuzzy brain. Here we go again with the fuzzy brain with too much sleep. I would think that if you had a problem with fuzzy brain from not enough, then too much would make you be like, super clear-minded but I guess that's not how it works you know um you start to feel disoriented and almost like that underwater feeling again for is from what I get that's my experience and then also this is a really a really important one depression depression can worsen by getting too much sleep now there's different forms of depression and that's a very heavy topic so I understand that there are a lot of um, channels we could go down with that I'm going to keep it a little bit on the surface some depressions or some forms of depression are ones to cause increased sleeps however if you just generally feel like you know blah laying down in bed and sleeping can actually make you feel worse instead of being rejuvenated some people say after taking you know a nap when they don't feel good or and these might not necessarily be depressed people so I don't want to get the lines blurried here the, I'm talking now just about people who might not be having a good day they want to sleep it off and they may well work for you but if you suffer and battle with depression getting too much sleep may well dig you deeper into a hole if you're not very mindful and especially if you are one to use sleep as an escape I'm going to talk a little about that because now I'm going to transition into myself I have um I felt my Goldilocks zone, which is what I like to call it, about my sleep time. And even though I know it, mine's a six hours, by the way. I only need six hours to be like fully energized and ready to be present in my world. But I'm programmed, guys. I'm programmed mentally by all of the health guidelines and things that I've read to say I want eight hours of sleep. I don't know why that is. My body knows what I need. It wakes me up at six hours and I have consciously made a decision to go back to sleep. And because in my mind, I'm like, oh no, I got two more hours. Like that wasn't eight hours. Well, maybe you don't need eight hours. Um, But to go back a little bit, I feel myself going into a place I wasn't ready to go in with the segment. I want to talk about using that sleep as an escape and how I do it sometimes. It's not even always me just saying, oh, I have two hours. When I sleep, I travel. I go to different dimensions. I go to different realms. And my listeners, you guys may too. You just might not understand that's happening. And hey, maybe you do understand. And so for those of us who understand, sometimes... um, 
We may not want to leave the place we're in. And for those who are saying like, what are you talking about, girl? You travel now. You're in that bed. Well, that is a totally different uh, topic. But what I'll say to you is that have you ever had a dream that has felt so real and you were like, I don't want to stop this dream. You wake up for like a split second and then you're like, no, I want to go back, though. I'm not ready to be awake you close your eyes and you find yourself in that same dream you were in that's what I'm talking about when I say that sometimes my travels can make me go back to sleep I might have had my six hours of healthy sleep and um, I don't feel ready to return into my physical being and so I stay longer and that's where it takes me over the uh, eight and nine hour realm and I wake up feeling like what the because I did too much my body didn't need that much rest another thing though sometimes I find myself getting too much sleep is because going back to that traveling I still have to like I'm not fully sleep the whole time so I feel like I still need to recoup some of my actual sleeping time whereas when I'm not you know when I'm traveling I'm awake I'm just not awake here It's confusing, I know, I promise. We're going to talk about that. That's definitely going to be something we talk about. Um, (laughs) But I want to get back to knowing that Goldilocks zone. I challenge my listeners to find your Goldilocks zone if you're not aware of it. And that's trial and error, you know what I mean? Keep a a small log if you're interested because it's a lot of benefits to getting the proper amount of sleep for your body. And um, we can use the guidelines you know, the seven to nine hours, the eight to 10 hours for um, 14 to 17 year olds, we can use those. But I really want us to kind of get away from that mental programming of having, you know, having institutions or having, I don't want to say people, but organizations tell us what's best for our bodies. Sometimes we take things um, just because they're given and not because they make sense for us. I'll say I've done it as far as the whole knowing my Goldilocks zone is six hours and still sleeping to eight because that's what they said, you know. So I'm challenging us to break off from that and find your routine, find your body um, and what's good for your body as far as sleeping. Not find your body. That's another <laughs> that's another conversation. <laughs> but um, I think it'll really be beneficial for your mentality, for your spirituality, your um, physical activity, personal relationships. It can go a long way. We don't understand how sleep really affects the human being we are when we are awake. And so in that, I challenge you guys to it. I have one last thing, though, before I say goodbye. And that is my banana peel life hack. Okay, I'm so excited about this life hack, guys, because it's really worked for me. Now, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. I have um, what they call in the middle skin. So, because this is a skincare life hack for banana peels. My skin is not too dry and it's not too oily. So, it's like it's right in the middle. And if you have any other different type of skin, um, I would recommend you do a little research based on your skin type before you use it because I don't want to give you any boils or anything crazy because I told you to use this life hack this is for something that works for me and I'm telling you to check it out it is banana peel life hack eat the banana is the first step 
and then you have the pill. So what I did, I actually got this from a co-worker of mine. Shout out to Courtney because you helped my skin's life. All right. <laughs> you can take it um, and break it up. You know how banana pills, they're stuck together at one root, but they're like little almost like octopus arms will break up the arms that's what I like to call it and you can take the peel just raw by itself and rub it on your skin rub it on your face skin and any other area of your body I'll tell you what areas I tried I tried it on my face I tried it on my butt and I tried it on my breast because I wanted to see if it was going to make the skin like soft I was trying to say soft and smooth at the same time but um small that's small that's soft and smooth at the same time okay (laughs) so you use that and um you put the banana peel anywhere on your body that you want to improve the skin and what actually is happening is the potassium in the banana is really really good for your skin your skin loves the potassium and it just soaks it up you get a bright glow it's soft it's beautiful in my experience i've done this about every other day it's not something that you can do too much or too little it's really based off how you feel your skin needs it so I only I did it about every other day for the last week and my results have been great um I'm not one to have really like I said my skin is in the middle so I don't have really um rough skin and I don't have you know oily pimply skin so I didn't have any reactions with it but I do recommend once again if you have a certain you know sensitive type of skin do a little bit of research just to make sure it's the right fit for you but I would totally recommend you do take the time out to try it because who doesn't want a beautiful glow especially with the summer coming out we want to look nice in the sunlight and glow like the beautiful jewels of humans we are and this is one way to help you so i hope it works for you guys um it totally worked for me and now i'm like give me your banana pills okay if i see somebody eating a banana on the street i'm gonna step to them and i'm gonna say hey don't throw that out afterward give it to me who knows if they'll give it to me but i'm gonna try (laughs) So that has been um, the topics on Let's Talk Today. I hope you guys enjoyed them. I have some sources for you. If you'd like to get any information, any extra information on any of the topics I talked about today, you can visit modernlimoservice.com, protocolww.com, healthline.com, sleepfoundation.org, or prevention.com. That's where I got my information from today, guys. And so definitely feel free to check out those sites if you want any more info on anything that I said. And also, I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, This is Let's Talk. I'm Amina Bell. I really appreciate your support. Um, This is the third episode this season, and I really appreciate all of the feedback and um just consistent support I've received so far. So I just want to say thank you. That has not gone unnoticed. And if you want to know any more about myself, please feel free, feel free to check me out at aminabell.com where you can learn more about myself as an artist and the things that I do. And also, I am a member of DAUS, Divine Artistic United Society, the best um, 
company, multimedia company there is, and the most resourceful. So if you are an artist, I would really encourage you to check out daus.me. And if you're someone looking for great art and looking for opportunities, I would check out daus.me as well. And with that, I'm going to say farewell. This has been Let's Talk. I'm Amina Bell, and peace out. Thank you very much.